Welcome back to Credentialed with Justine Ward and Jillian Mealy. Today, we're talking about moments in our lives that have defined us. Some involve work, some involve personal lives. Some are happy, some are really sad. And that's part of the reason we wanted to do this podcast is to open ourselves up and share more about our lives. And I will just give everyone a little warning. We do have some emotional stories that we're going to talk about, but I think they're important to talk about. And Justine, I want to give you the floor and let you go first. Yeah. And I think, Jillian, we're, we're talking about this not to say, oh, woe is me, but to share something for both of us that I think really changed the course of who we are, how we approach things, and to also give a bit of hope and courage to those listening who might be going through a tough situation. And I know for me, when I think about the things that define me as a human being, um, my dad, we know the economic downturn after 9-11. My dad was actually corporate downsized twice. So he worked in the steel industry and steel sales. That industry was hit pretty hard in that economic downturn. And what ultimately ended up happening is that when I was a senior in high school, my family lost uh, the home that I grew up in. It was foreclosed <laughs> on. There's a lot of talk about the housing bubble burst. Well, I am one of those families. And it was obviously extremely difficult. It's really hard to, I think, put into words. And I know a lot of people are, are dealing with things that are far, far worse. But to not have that sense of security, that place to call home, and to also at that time in my life not really be able to fix or do anything about the problem. It was out of my control. And so what ended up happening is my family moved into a townhouse that they rented. And our house that we grew up in, we had to move out of it. And it was senior year. I remember I was like in between applying for colleges. It, it was a very tumultuous wow. time. And when I look back on that experience now, having been removed from it, been through it, I think I, I really learned a lot. And that one, family's really, really important. Like at the end of the day, my family came together and we fought through those hard times. And two, I think going through that at the age that I was at and in life in general, you learn that, oh, if I'm going to have tough times again, I can do this. I've been there before. I know that I'll make it through. It won't be easy, but I know I have the inner resolve to make it through. So there was a big lesson in, in resilience. And I think for a long time in, in processing and in making my way through it, I hadn't quite thought about how proud I am of my parents, uh, Jillian, for how they handled that. Because especially thinking about my dad, we've talked before about your work is your identity. And especially as a man, the father of the house, that is very much part of a lot of men is as the provider. And I think a lot of people in similar situations would have turned to other means to do anything, right, in desperate times. Yep. And I think my parents were so ethical. They did everything the right way in order to, to make their self, get themselves out of this. And I think they showed so much fortitude and resilience through that, that I learned a lot from it. And, and I think one of the lessons that it's also given me is that in news, you talk to a lot of people that are not having their best days. Yep. You're in really tough situations a lot of times. And regardless, whether it's news or any job, 
And the one thing that I, I think I learned from having gone through that is understanding and having empathy for people going through a really hard time. Because I've been there, I've seen my family rocked by something that really almost completely destroyed our sense of security and stability. And I think my message in this, because I know many people have similar stories around our age who went through that time of the economic downturn and the housing bubble burst is that there are positives, like there are, are silver linings in that. And you come out of it and you know that, yes, it's hard right now, but there's going to be some good that comes from it, too. And I think it's just really changed who I am, how I approach things, how I approach other people. Do you remember your parents, I want to say, attitude throughout the whole thing? Because I think in that situation, it might be easy for someone from the outside looking in to say, oh, well, they must have been really stressed or, oh, it must have been. Mm -hmm. Like, how how were they? How, how was their demeanor? How, mm -hmm. because you talk so highly of how, they were able to get you guys through that. So how did they do that? I think they banded together and put in the hard work. I mean, you think of my mom packing up the home that we grew up in and how difficult that must have been. Obviously, we were in school. We could only help to, to so much. Um, and losing that home, she, she would literally be on the phone with the bank or whoever it was trying and understanding because we were actually at the front end of the bubble before they put all of this stuff in place to kind of protect people against that. Hmm. Um, and so I think the hard work is how they made it through it. Like there's no doubt they were stressful. I mean, they were stressed, I should say. They, there were tough times and I'd certainly some depression and anxiety but I think also at the same time, the focus was on us and making sure we got through school and making sure our lives weren't disrupted. Like they kept us in the same high school, even though we had to move, et cetera. And so I think that is what helped us in, in seeing that role model of resilience and hard work, but also not this let's be positive, but let's be real about the situation mm -hmm. and, and what it really is and work through it. I think that's really important what you just said, the let's be real and not necessarily let's be positive and act like there's nothing going on here because then you don't always learn those lessons, the lessons that you speak of today. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And I think one thing in that time that was really hard for me was it was really hard to go to school and to talk about it because mm -hmm. people, peers my age, like they don't understand that at all. Like they're not worried about how am I going to go to college? I mean, these are the things that run through your head. Like, luckily, that that didn't become the issue. I, I ended up getting a lot of scholarship money to Notre Dame. That's one of the reasons I, I love Notre Dame so much. Like, there's a deep connection to Notre Dame for me because of that. Um, but it was really hard to relate to other people yeah. at that of my age because I was going through something that mm. felt really big and, and really different that most people in that age group don't go through. Mine is similar in that sentiment you just gave, that you were going through something really deep and really personal at a young age, at an age where, quite frankly, you shouldn't really be exposed to some of these things. It's It seems unfair, right? I mean, but life is life. Similarly, I was going through something when I was in college that involved the death of a family member and a very close family member. It was my cousin, Drew. He was a year older than me. He and I were best friends our entire lives. And I, it was my sophomore year of college. I was home on fall break. 
from the University of Scranton, where I went at the time. And I worked a shift that night at the golf club where I worked, you know, when I was home on breaks. And he had turned 21 three days prior to this day. And I was down the basement in my parents' house on the computer. And he and I were were talking. We were we were supposed to see each other, actually. And while I was home on break. And there was a pound on my parents' front door. And I was like, that's weird because he was coming over. I said, that's weird. He doesn't go to the front door. Why is he going to the front door? So I run up the stairs. I'm still in my uniform from my job that night from being a server. I run up the stairs and I heard a man's voice say he didn't make it to my mom who answered the door. And I didn't know what happened. And it only took me seconds to figure out what happened. And he died in a car accident that night, my sophomore year of college. And it changed everything for me because, well, first of all, at that age, I don't, I don't think you know how to handle a, a sudden and powerful death like that. I think it's really hard. I think People who don't experience death, even until they're older, you don't know how to handle it exactly. There's no right answer. And suddenly when you're in college and people are out having fun and you're going to parties and you're supposed to be paying attention in school and learning, all of a sudden my world as I knew it, my cousin and my best friend, I just lost. And so I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to focus. I didn't know how to have fun. I didn't know who to talk to because no one in my circle had gone through something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I actually left the University of Scranton after my sophomore year. And that's when I transferred back home to Philadelphia and finished up at LaSalle University because it was about 15, 20 minutes from where I grew up. Um, Drew lived not far from me, same neighborhood, same street. And I wanted to be near my family and I wanted to be near my friends and my best friend, Laura from high school went to LaSalle. And so it was an easy transition. I had that built-in comfort and that support system that I so desperately needed. I didn't really know what I needed, but I knew I needed that closeness and going to LaSalle really did change my life because I became closer with my family and those friends. I ended up getting an internship in TV that I otherwise wouldn't have gotten. And that changed the whole course of my life. This goes to show that time is so valuable. And that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, you talk about your lesson being resilience. I talk about my value being time because I know how precious it is. You don't get it back. You don't get a second chance at time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I get I do get emotional when I talk about that because there's so much time I think that people waste in life being upset with each other or I don't know. I mean, pick your poison, right? Pick your word. Mm-hmm. But I think that sometimes when you just take a step back and realize that you don't get that back, mm-hmm. maybe that'll change the perspective a little bit. I I meant to grab one tissue and I grabbed like five. (laughs) There's a whole ball of tissues in my hand right now. (laughs) Julian, I wonder, like I do hear some similarities in that obviously no one would pick both of those things, but in some ways I wonder if we learn the lesson of like priorities and what's really important 
maybe yeah. earlier in life because of that. What do you think? Yeah, maybe. And I think so. Absolutely. Because even when I changed schools, I got to tell you, I was going into my junior year and I had turned 21 the September of my junior year. And yes, I still went out and I still had fun, but it was never the same. And I found myself oftentimes being the designated driver for a lot of my friends so that they could have fun. And so, because I just, I didn't know really how to go on in the sense of being a traditional college student. So in some ways, I think experiences like that and moments like that and difficulties like that really force you to grow up at a young age. And my mom always says, she's like, Jillian is like one step ahead. And it's it's been my whole life. She's like, you know, you're ready for the next step. A little bit before everyone else is. You're just ready to go. And so I think I've notoriously been someone who's been a little bit grown up and has been ready for what's next. But I think that moments like that at a young age certainly do define who we are. Absolutely. And what advice would you give to somebody who's in a tough season right now? I would say to, well, really lean. Well, listen to your heart. Know how you feel. Lean on your family. Lean on your friends. In those moments, I've had to, and there are other moments certainly that we will get into, but I've really had to lean on other people when I didn't feel like I could do it myself. And I'm the type, I don't know about you, Justine, but I'm the type who consistently thinks, I can do this. I got this. I'm good. I'm strong. You know, I'm, I've been a rock for many people my whole life, but sometimes that rock falls apart. Sometimes that rock needs another rock. And so I've learned over the years that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to say, Hey, I'm not all right. Or, Hey, I need a little space or, Hey, I'm just trying to figure this out. Or, Hey, can you help me? Hey, can you have a conversation? Because when you reach out and you say those things, you don't look weak. You're strong in those moments. Would you agree? I would agree. I think even just thinking about my business career now, and I do so much work on leadership consulting and helping leaders at a lot of different uh, businesses. And I think the higher you get up in your leadership career, the more you need to be vulnerable, like with yourself, with your teams, because yeah. there's a lot of strength and vulnerability and admitting that things aren't that great right now. And that's how it makes you stronger. Too, where mm -hmm. you're coming from and why you may not be showing up at your best in, in some of those moments. Yeah. So those are moments that have forever changed us. What about decisions? Which are also moments, but, but more specifically decisions that we've had to make ourselves. I think I, I have a view. I, I've certainly talked about the decision uh, to go get my MBA and that was a really hard decision to make and just kind of abandon what I knew and take a huge leap of faith, move to South Bend. I didn't mention this in episode one, but it had been something that I had been mulling over for a really, really long time, Jillian, mm -hmm. of do I do this? And I am a spiritual person. It's part of my life, uh, whether or not you are does no problems there, but I prayed on it a lot. And I remember being like, please, I just need an answer. Like, do I do this or do I not? And things come to me when I sleep. Hmm. And that night when I was sleeping, even though I'd been months of praying, there was a particular night where I had a dream. And in the dream, I told myself, and maybe I was half in between half sleeping, Notre Dame one-year MBA. 
Like it huh. came to me in my sleep. And if you've ever run or like read Thinking Fast and Thinking Flow, Slow or System 1 or System 2 Thinking, I was accessing some of that, which sometimes come up when you're sleeping or in the shower. And I think I had one of those moments. It's the shower for me. <laughs> yeah. So that set me down. That was one of those like, huh, I kind of unlocked something. I hadn't thought about it in a long time of like, what is the path forward? I knew I wanted an MBA. I didn't know where or when or how. And so that helped with the discernment process. Obviously, there was a lot more that went into it with that. But I wanted to shed some light on that because I hadn't discussed it previously. Brain is an amazing thing. <laughs> no, it is. But that's fascinating because I, I have a lot. I remember a lot of my dreams, actually. But things don't come to me like that in my dreams. I'm more the type. It's like where I need to think or I need a space like I take a hot shower. But that's so fascinating that things will come to you like that in your dream and that you will remember it. It was that impactful. Yeah. I, it was very clearly, and it was my voice. It wasn't somebody else. It said Notre Dame won the huh. NBA. And Jillian, I had not thought about that for years. Like I wasn't on my radar, wasn't on the list of things that I was looking at. I was like, oh yeah, I took that accounting course so I could do the accelerated MBA. Literally. It, I, I, I think, you know, all that processing time, finally I had a, a breakthrough and wow. more went into it, the decision than that, but, uh, the brain is a powerful thing and in God, whether or not you believe or the universe or whoever, whoever you call your spiritual entity, like is a powerful thing for sure. Absolutely. I am very spiritual as well. And I, I mean, for me, we talked about the MBA. That was a huge moment for me. I didn't feel like I was where I was supposed to be in my life. And I touched upon this a little bit, but the moment to, because I thought about this for months. And when I finally came to the realization that I'm going to leave, I am actually choosing to leave a job in national TV to go back home to Philadelphia and figure out my life, that's like a holy crap moment. Like you're not forced out. You didn't get fired. You actually are leaving on good terms. You get along with everyone. You love everyone. And it was just, it was the first time I think I made a decision where I was considering myself and just mm -hmm. my heart and my personal life. And I had had such a hard time making that decision. Mm -hmm. I had conversations with so many people and I became really close with a lot of my girlfriends actually, who I've been friends with for a long time from different points of my life. You know, I, I talked previously, so I won't get into it about like the conversations I had with other people, but the conversations I had with my friends who had known me for a long time, they always knew me as this, you know, tough shell, like kind of has it all under control. And this was one of the first time periods where I wasn't that, where I was just a ball of mush, like in tears, help me out. You know, I'm struggling. I can't figure out what to do. Is this like, okay, am I just being emotional about this? Like, am I really going to give this up? Like, is this what I'm really about to do? And my relationships and my bonds and my friendships and everything just got so much stronger through that decision. And I became stronger as a result of it. And so I look at decisions like that and yes, they're hard to make in that time. Yes, they're difficult. Sometimes on the back end, I mean, right now I'm, I'm not in TV news anymore. You know, I'm, I'm seven months into starting my own company and this is definitely not the most comfortable I've ever been in my life for various reasons. I'll say that. 
but I have so much faith in doing what's right for you, at least what you think is right for you. Mm -hmm. And you really think through the process. And I don't know if you've had any moments like that, but it's powerful when you can step back and, and look at the progress you made on a personal level. Right. And, and one thing too, that's helped me with some of those decisions, um, the decision I made to go work in a small market in Arkansas to also leave New York and get an MBA is I always ask myself, if I don't do this, am I going to regret it? Mm -hmm. later in life. And I've used that when people have come to me for advice on other things, like, will you regret that you didn't give this a shot, didn't give this a try? And if the answer to me is fundamentally, yes, I can't pass this up. It just, I would regret it. I would feel like I missed something that always helps me inform my decision-making. Now it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like I wake up and say, it's a yes today. It <laughs> comes with some soul searching and having those really powerful conversations uh, with friends, with people who know you really well, with people who've taken a similar path that you're curious about. But ultimately, I think for me, that is one thing where I've lived, lived by that has served me well is, am I gonna really regret if I don't give this a shot? I could lose everything, but am I going to regret it if I don't? Yeah. Well, and that's the worst thing is living with regrets, right? Or living with opportunities that you didn't take because you were afraid or because you thought, well, it's it's not really this, the safe opportunity. Or you, you can think of a million excuses, right? We can think of a million excuses for a million things all day, every day. And quite honestly, I do. I have a pile of laundry that I've not gotten to yet. <laughs> My room is a disaster. I've made excuses for that today. But you know what? When it comes to important life things and decisions and going back to you don't get that time back, right? And so for me, it was just so much more important to have that time with my friends and family and enjoy my time and take trips that I want to take. And, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that. And, and I think that's the lesson in all of this for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and putting those important things first at the end of the day really does matter. Can I shake this up a bit and throw a curveball your way? Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> Any moments throughout your career that you look back and you're like, I can't believe I did that, or I can't believe I said that, or some kind of blooper or anything like that. I'll give you an example while you're thinking on that. So I was working in Philadelphia hosting a sports show. It was, we had four hosts, actually, I was one of them. And we came, we were about to start the show. So the cold open. So like, for those of you who are listening, it's, it's when a show, a TV show starts, you hear like music or you see some graphics before you come out and see the anchors. Okay. We were in the cold open and I took a sip of my coffee and I dropped, I don't know what happened, but the mug fell and shattered everywhere. It went all oh. over me. It was hot coffee. Oh it was a gosh. full cup of coffee. I was wearing white pants oh, and, and, and of course in my ear, the producer's like, what do we do? What do we do? I'm like, you know what? Just come out. It's funny. It's fine. Like I can be the most self-deprecating person in all of the world. So we opened the show. We're all busting out laughing. This video is actually on, I believe it's on my Instagram still. I'll have to go back. But I stood up and I'm like, good morning, everyone. <laughs> like, and you know what? The funny part is sharing those moments through television. Mm -hmm. Everybody spilled coffee on themselves. Maybe not right. quite to that extent. Not to that extent where it was all over and your white pants. seeing it, you know. The glass shards are everywhere. Oh. Everybody's seeing it. Yeah. 
And, and so we started the show and then two minutes later, they're like, why don't you go change? I'm like, going to do that now. Thank you. Well, I love that you made something out of it because like you said, everybody's had those moments like case of the Mondays I've spilled on myself. Um, for mine, so Jillian, I understand Spanish. I took Spanish for many, many years and I understand it really well. And I would say my speaking, like I can get by. And so oftentimes I would be oh, in gosh. the clubhouse for the Mets and, and the Yankees. And a lot of them are Latin and, and speak Spanish. I tried to ask one a question in Spanish that oh, was gosh. nonsensical. <laughs> and the translator had to repeat it. And I mean, there's all these cameras, everybody's around. And I really was just trying. And I'm like, wow, I'm never doing that again. Do you know what you asked? I, I can't even remember. It was something about, I was trying to ask something about the game and the player didn't understand it. The translator didn't understand it. Then I just got so like flustered. I asked it in English. Then the translator had to ask it again. And then he responded. So embarrassing. I was very least, embarrassed. But someone was like, at least you tried. Well, yeah. And I was going to say, at least you didn't say something like, oh, are you in love with me? Or, oh, did you shower today? Or, you know, whatever the case may be. At least, you know, it wasn't something embarrassing. It was definitely like that. off. I was so <laughs> embarrassed. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm never doing that again. Like, I'm never trusting my Spanish skills again. These are moments that define us though, because when you have embarrassing moments or you, and and this is another lesson, right? That we can all take from, from this is like when you have these moments and these embarrassing things that happen to you, and I have another one, by the way, but you grow so much through these moments and you're like, okay, you know what? That wasn't that bad. Yeah. It was terrible in the moment, but I can look back and laugh. Another one in TV is I was working at the NBC in Philadelphia and I was a reporter out in the field, morning show, dark. I think I got called in that morning. I was freelance. And so I wasn't scheduled to work. So I only got a few hours of sleep. And the anchor tossed out to me and he was like, good morning, Jillian. And I went, good morning, Jillian. But I was on a serious news story. So I couldn't like joke about it or laugh it off. And I was mortified. Like I've never been more embarrassed in my life, but you have to just roll with the punches, right? Mm -hmm. And having a moment like that where I actually... I didn't have the opportunity because of the severity of the story I was on. I couldn't laugh about it. I couldn't say anything. The ability to just continue on when you've made a mistake Mm -hmm. or when something embarrassing has happened has helped me on camera, off camera, just Mm -hmm. in life to be able to say, you know what? Things happen. I'm human. and, And let's just carry on. Absolutely. Like that happens in normal conversation where you slip up and don't say the right thing. And then I know in live TV, if you get stuck that you mess that up, then the mistakes tend to snowball because you're still stuck on that previous mistake that you made. So yep. you just have to push through. And I guess maybe that's the the bottom line of our conversation here today. Like we've all had embarrassing moments in the tough times, but I promise like you're going to look back at that embarrassing moment and laugh and be like, why was I so worried about that? And then the tough times, you're going to look back and appreciate how it helps you grow as a person. Those moments, whether they be embarrassing, happy, sad, tragic, they define who we are. And I think those moments are important for us. I think they're important to share with other people because you know then you're not alone because something similar in some regard has happened to all of us. So true. It is so true. We're all just human beings that at the end of the day. And again, we share these to uplift and like for those in a tough moment, 
You're going to learn from it. Eventually, you're going to make it through.